today on CityCast Denver, we're doing things a bit different. My name is Alexandra McMahon. I'm a producer on the show, and I'm sitting in a very special place. It's one of the last lesbian bars in the country, and it's right here in Denver on Colfax. It's blush and blue. So I'm sitting here with my friend. I'm not alone at the bar. Don't worry. I'm sitting here with my friend, <laughs> fellow journalist, fellow lesbian, Danica Worthington. Hi, Danica. Hi, thanks for having me. Wait, all caps on your screen. <laughs> lesbian, Danica. Oh you're not supposed to see that. I'm sorry. It's a surprise. Well, we it better. Did you know that you're gay? I did it until this very moment. <laughs> okay, okay. So now normally I should say I wouldn't identify guests by their sexual <laughs> orientation. That, first of all, you should change that. You should always do that. <laughs> yes. But it is relevant to this conversation because we're going to be talking about pride and, you know, it's back in person this weekend. What, what? We're also going to be talking about Blush and Blue and why, you know, it's important to us, why lesbian bars are going away. You know, there's only 15 left in the country. Which is crazy. 15. So let's jump in. We've got beers on the table. We're oh, drinking yeah. beers. Cheers. Cheers. You can't <laughs> you hear, that hear that at all because it's, it's cans, aluminum cans. So, um, Danica, maybe we should start with what is your relationship to this place? Ooh, so when I first moved to Denver, like I had interned here beforehand, but when I first moved, I like wanted to define my community. I wanted to find lesbians and I happened to move not too far from here. And so this was like one of my first like in Denver, like finding my community spots. So I'd come here and it was just so fun. And I just had so many great times here and I like made friends here and then like I would bring friends here and to me it was always like a nice home like you could always go to blush and blue type of thing so I always just view it as like a lovely place of community and like beauty and things like that that's lovely yeah I think the first time I actually came here was after one of your (laughs) birthday parties and it was like one of those places where I was like oh I really want to check it out I just like hadn't yet and then like your birthday party was winding down and everyone was like, let's go to Blush and Blue for like an after party. And it was the first time I came here and it was exactly what I expected. Like, like very divey, mm-hmm. but like you just immediately feel safe yeah. and like at home and you're just like, oh, these are my people. Yeah. It's like a giddy feeling too, because I think there's so few times, like there's so few gay places and if they are, they tend to be geared toward men. So like you still kind of feel like a stranger in your own space. And this was like one of the few places where you're like, no, this is for me. And like that giddiness of like, oh my God, there are lesbians everywhere. <laughs> right, they're just running wild. <laughs> they're just running wild. I know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what other memories do you have? Because like, I know we were talking about doing this. You were telling me about some of the crazy times <laughs> you've had here. So I'm wondering if you can tell me more about that. Yeah, well, there's been so many fun times. Like there was a time we watched the women's national team like win. And so that we were all here watching that. I watched... Uh, Hillary Clinton lose here. Uh, what was that? <laughs> that was like, <laughs> you know, going here, like everyone, you could tell there was like, ecstatic. everyone's like, yeah, like this is going to be our first woman president. And then um, as the results were rolling in, there's everyone's like, okay, it's not looking like that's going to happen. <laughs> then I think finally, like some, I forgot what state it was, some state came in and there was like a Bush lesbian back, like, well, not gonna happen and we're all like all right we gotta start packing up she, the butch told us it's not gonna happen <laughs> the butch said no yeah and so um that was quite it was it was weird to feel like the shift change of like oh we're gonna get a woman president to not doing that mm-hmm. it was like a palpable change uh but i've also just had like hilarious moments of like 
I think I'm making a friend. Someone's trying to get my number and like things going terribly wrong and things like that. Or like once we tried to go to a concert and we accidentally came like a week early for it. So then we were like, well, we look really hot. Let's just go to Blush and Blue on like a Thursday just to have a good time. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I definitely feel that. And like going back to what you were saying about even like there are gay bars that are very fun, you know, like tracks. We go to tracks a lot. Yeah. And it's still a good time, but it just doesn't. It's just different. It's a different vibe. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, why do you think gay bars do better than lesbian bars? Because, hmm. like, lesbian bars are on the brink of extinction. Yeah. But, like, there are so many gay bars in Denver. Yeah. Well, I wonder if, like, stepping out a bit, it's kind of you look at broader, like, socioeconomics, and it's, like, gay men still get paid more than women by the nature of it. And so I think that, like, they have more disposable income because of that. And so they're more, like, wanted by advertisers because of that. And so it's a lot easier. But I also think, look at broader straight culture, People are never like, let's go to the lesbian bar. It's always like, oh, God, no. But the gay bar, that sounds fun. Like, straight women love to do that. They love to dance. Because a lot of gay male spaces are dancing spaces. So they want to dance. So they go there, and then all the straight men follow the women there. So I think it's kind of like the broader community also supports those places. So they do better versus, like, lesbian bars. No one wants to, straight people don't want to go to a lesbian bar. Right, it, like it almost feels a little bit more exclusive here, and like not yeah. like saying like straight people can't come in here. No, like, it's just for lesbians. But like I, I do see that like like people who come here are looking for a very specific type mm-hmm. of community, and it's not just like a casual kind of like oh where should we go? We could just go to Blush and Blue and have a drink, you yeah. know. Well, it's also interesting because like so many going back to like gay bars being a lot of dance mm-hmm. kind of places, like there's just like something. To, like there's a reason to go versus like this is just a dive bar and Denver has many a dive bar so if like you're not part of the community you don't really have a reason to go there versus like Denver doesn't have a lot of dancing places so yeah that's at least my take for Denver specifically yeah when I was thinking about this I was also wondering if like you know there is this hierarchy that exists within the LGBTQ world mm-hmm. um, and I wondered if that had anything to do with the fact that like lesbian bars are are rarer than gay bars because Mm. like you know and and like sociologists have written papers about this hierarchy (laughs) like it's like it's always going to be like men are on the top Mm -hmm. like gay men and then white gay men Mm -hmm. and then white gay women Mm -hmm. and then um you know men of color women of color and then unfortunately tragically like on the bottom is trans people like our trans folks and our non-binary folks Mm -hmm. and it's so much (laughs) there's a lot of discrimination that happens within within the community um that like we're only starting to reckon with now yeah well it's crazy because it's one like we live in a patriarchal society we live in a society that's like built on white supremacy and so those will like are everywhere so it's so interesting because i think and this isn't just to the LGBT community, but any kind of minority, those same elements come into play. And I think that you would think, oh, no, but you're, like, you're a minority. Shouldn't you respect that other minority? But it's like, no, humans just want to be above other people type of situation. It's really kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a good segue into talking about pride this year <laughs> because something very, you know, uh, there was this huge shift that happened in Denver with um, the center on Colfax basically saying cops cannot participate in a formal capacity in Pride this year. So like they can't march in the parade. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't really have like a, any kind of special like police sponsored event or something. But like, of course, 
officers, individual officers can still go to Pride and have mm, a good time. Mm-hmm, like they're mm-hmm. not banning those people. But and like I know, you know, as journalists, we can't really take formal positions on this. But I do wonder what like what were your thoughts about that? Well, it's really interesting. So I'm from Phoenix originally. And um, there's a group there called Transqueer Pueblo, I believe their name is. And they have been fighting to get rid of cops at Phoenix Pride for years. Like, I remember this being an ongoing thing. And so it's so interesting because, like, I think it's, it was going, it's percolating in a lot of different communities, a lot of different ways. And so for them, it was such a, we are such a vulnerable population. You're, because um, it, it was for a lot of undocumented um uh, people and so it's also like these people are actively like t- tearing apart our families we do not want them here type of a situation and there was a big backlash with like the white gays being like no we're it's a party like we're having a good time like screw you type of a situation and so it's interesting to see that happen here because I just feel like that dis- like I was aware of that discussion in Phoenix but I feel like Denver wasn't really talking about it type of a thing so it was kind of felt sudden and surprising type of thing obviously this was a bigger cultural thing that was going on across the country but yeah I do think it's like with everything that has happened with all the protests with all like America having to really kind of reckon with its racism um, yeah you see it coming out and I think it's definitely the queer community being like hey we're not very good we're a part of the problem and this is us needing to be like Ooh, how can we be more inclusive to our own community? So everyone, it's pride for everyone. It's not pride for like just the white people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that, you know, Denver has been having this conversation for a little bit. I mean, you know, we saw the protests um, after Jesse Hernandez was mm, killed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those protesters interrupted the parade yeah, to be that's like, a good point. this is I forgot about that. messed up. But that's the only thing I can think of that was like the big. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I guess after Pulse, I remember they had this big um, monument or, oh, yeah. or um, like memorial the, yeah. in the middle of Civic Center um, after the Pulse nightclub shooting. And. I think that some people were also just uncomfortable with police. Like they wanted to mm. go and like, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, kind of mourn mm-hmm. the lives that were lost, but with police being right around the memorial, probably making sure so that like, people didn't yeah. like deface it or anything. But no, I remember, I wish I remember more clearly, but I was definitely reporting on that when it was happening. And it was definitely, I think both the center and police were like, we're going to have like a higher presence just to be safe because of that thing. Because it was soon after that. Yeah. And it was like, they were like, we'll have more discreet. We can't tell you, obviously, their like strategies in doing it. But it was like, we're going to have a higher presence just because of the like safety risk. And so it's very interesting how they're like, we want to protect you type of a thing was what the police were saying. At the same time, the community being like, actually, you being here is not protecting us per se. Like this is actually feeling for many people this feels more dangerous yes which is interesting exactly it's like that where do you walk that line Mm -hmm. you know um well that just reminded me because i know you've been like you like won awards for pride (laughs) coverage a couple years ago award calm down (laughs) a singular award well it's still impressive like how do you feel like since your time in denver like the the pride celebration has changed or Mm. like the community has changed yeah, it's, I don't know. It was coming from, hmm, how do I say this? So when I was in Phoenix, I think that because you're in a, yes, it's a blue city, but it's a blue city within a significantly more red state. It felt like 
there were multiple lesbian bars or like queer women bars. There were like multiple, yeah, or like there was one and then they opened up another one. Um, I think I actually closed. Anyways, not the point of this. But like it felt like there was more of a community. I don't know if that was because I was in college at the time, so you're kind of more surrounded by things. But I had to. I feel like it had to do with like it's a conservative place, so you need a lesbian bar more so than you would quote unquote need a lesbian bar in Denver just because it's like you are accepted in more places type of situation. So I felt like when I first came here, it felt a lot like that. It was kind of like, well, we can go anywhere. Why would we go there? But I feel like more recently, and I don't know if this is just like my personal experience, but I feel like more recently there's been a bigger kind of understanding of like, no, we need these places. And if we don't support them, then we can't, they won't survive type of situation. So I feel like I see more people trying to support the queer community in different ways instead of just be like, maybe they'll go to the dive bar, maybe they won't. And I also see like bars in pride, like trying to adjust, realizing that they kind of lost some of that community. So how do we get those younger people in and stuff like that? Mm. And I don't know, but I feel like there's a bigger movement now of people like trying, like young people specifically getting more involved. Because when I first moved here as a young person, I just felt... Yeah, I felt like it wasn't quite there. And I feel like I would come to Blush and Blue, like, during the... Because it was, like, walking distance. So I'd come during the week sometimes. And it would either, like, be, like, no one there. Or, randomly, I had some crazy nights where there was just, like, weirdly a lot of young people there who were all, like, looking for friends. And those were, like, amazing nights. Mm. And so I think it's, like, I'm starting... I feel like, especially coming out of pandemic, where everyone's, like, I'm so secluded. Now it's, like, that... Like, realization of oh we need to support these places like we need to go to these places yeah what do you think I don't know that's just my (laughs) I mean I I feel that way too I feel like there's a there's a greater appreciation for these places right Mm -hmm. and like and I almost wonder if the pandemic did make that like more like relevant Mm -hmm. or or resonate more because um you know it's like we we saw a lot of businesses that a lot of people love closed down and so and like I, you know, I, I was saying earlier, I don't come here that often. I wish I came more. Mm-hmm. And I think that if it did close, I would be really, really sad and oh, I would yeah. feel the loss. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that. I also think too, Blush and Blue had an issue of it was mainly older lesbians. And I had yeah. actually talked to the owner, Jody about this when I was doing a profile on here. I don't even actually think it made it into the profile, but we were talking and it was like, there's a distinct need like older lesbians have just different kind of views of the world or different needs versus like younger people versus like younger people it's not just lesbians it's queers you might have a lot of different gender identities you might have a lot of different um, ways that you identify with your sexuality versus it was like older lesbians if you said queer it would be really offensive to them because that was used as a negative slur toward them yes and so I think too I think both older and lesbian and I think there's a long way to go with it I think there's kind of a realization of like oh I kind of like I want a lesbian elder to like guide me (laughs) grab my hand and take me on my way and I feel like there's just a greater I don't know kind of connection that's being willing to be formed but this is I don't know I think there's also a lot to go with that yeah and I mean the generational gaps too I think that's a good point because it can also be like going back to the discrimination within the community Mm -hmm. you know it's like older LGBTQ generations have different views on things. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are certain things that we have progressed, you know, like the younger generations have progressed and like some of the older generations, they still need to catch up with their views. Yeah. Especially with like (laughs) gender and expressions Mm -hmm. like that. It's crazy. And like pronouns. Oh yeah. So, well, it's also interesting though, because I felt like 
it kind of needed an evangelist in a way because I would know I would go here and there's so few young people but then I had these crazy times like I got a tattoo in the basement of this bar I got two tattoos in the basement of this bar <laughs> like this is a great place and so I think that like when I speaking of after that birthday party so many people were like I've actually never been to Blush and Blue and I'm sitting here like what kind of queer are you but also it makes sense you just like why would you and then being able to kind of like evangelize the place and I mm-hmm. think that younger like folks need to be like are kind of starting to do that now and I think it helps that they were like having a dance party at one point and like that was bringing younger people in so they had some good people working on that but yeah I I just think it's very interesting yeah so when you profiled this place Mm -hmm. and profiled the owner Jody what did you what were like some big takeaways you learned like I don't I was trying to find like on their website like when did this place open I don't even know I don't know and it's been a long time because it was a if I recall correctly, and this was several years ago, but I believe it started as a different lesbian bar. Mm. And I think it changed hands. And I think eventually Jody got a hold of it. And it might have been something else in between, but I'm pretty sure it was either always a lesbian bar or like had been previously a lesbian bar. And then they, I don't remember, but they, it's kind of crazy though, because you hear, speaking of like when things are less um, accepting, you had, there. like I talked to older gays when I was doing those profiles in general, and there were a lot more gay bars, not just like lesbian, but like gay bars in general, because it was more needed type of a situation. Oh, so in general, yeah. and it was like, you would have people lined up here. I remember Jody saying for her, one of the biggest struggles was that like people just don't meet people like they used to. Like this generation, we're so, everything's online. Like we're on our phones. Like if I'm dating someone, I'm going to meet them on a dating app perhaps or something like that. And so I think it's very interesting because you no longer have to go to a lesbian bar to find who you're going to date. So you no longer, and it's like approaching people's heart. Like it's not a fun experience. And so I think too, it's like, because you have other ways to do it, you like kind of stop going to that place you need, but you still need that community. It's just, it's not as much of a priority. Cause like everyone's like, I just want to get a girlfriend and we'll see what happens from there type of a thing. <laughs> so I, that, what kind of stuck out to me was how much she felt like phones and just the internet age was like, really hurting business. Yeah, yeah. What are what are we doing this weekend for Pride? Well, I'm going to be running a 5K. So for the person I'm running with, we both have not been running. So we will be walking a 5K. <laughs> walking the 5K. Walking the 5K. The Pride 5K. What is the route of that? It, so it starts at the Capitol, it goes to Cheeseman, and then it comes back around. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't know, I think... I the festivals you know you can go to the festival or whatever is the festival happening this year? No, I mean it's it's a bunch of pride hubs. Yeah. So the big one I think is going to be at the center on mm, Colfax, mm-hmm. and in their parking lot they're doing like a beer garden and like a DJ, and so there will be dancing there. So that one sounds cool, and I, I think that's going on every night this week. So I kind of want to check that out. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Blush and Blue is also yeah. doing stuff every night. Friday night they're doing a party. Saturday night, Sunday they're doing this thing called Cirque du So Gay. <laughs> Love so <laughs> that's your thing i love check that. it out i feel like i'm a big proponent of like of course there's like sponsored proper events but i the bars are the best things because there's the randoms like the women's party attracts on friday nights is like the best so good it's so fun so i feel like those and that like, happens all year long yeah like you don't like, have to wait it for monthly? pride month yeah it used to be monthly yeah i don't know the but <laughs> it just it's better i say it's better than pride because that's when all the lesbians are like oh i guess i'll leave my like house i'll put on clothes <laughs> fine <laughs> exactly when like when you can drag us out of our home <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very home bodies <laughs> exactly um which is also another reason why lesbian bars don't do I well know. because we partner up we find our mate yeah, and, and then we like, just never leave the house again let's just watch a movie <laughs> <laughs> um okay Let's try something, a lightning round, if you oh will. My God. Uh, 
Pride Month wins and fails. Okay. And this is not like Denver centric. Like it can okay. be national, you know. Oh my God. So uh, let's start with a win. Okay. Um, do I go? Do you go? You go. You go. Oh my God. I'm what's really freaking out about this. Okay. Megan Rapinoe being a not Charlie. No, not Charlie's Angels. What is it? Victoria's Secret Angels. They got rid of that and they're doing different brand ambassadors in uh What's her face doing? It is really exciting for me because I love soccer. Megan Rapinoe, our soccer queen. Our queen. <laughs> yes, good for her. Um, my win is uh, the similar to sports, another sports. Uh, the Raiders player who mm, came out mm-hmm. as gay mm-hmm. recently, um, Carl Nassib. Oh, yeah, nice. he's the first gay player to be active in the NFL. Yeah. So good for him. I saw a great TikTok that was like, crap, that was like my excuse for not watching. Now I have to be like, no, I just don't like this. <laughs> now, well, now it's for the gays. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What about a fail? Hmm. That's kind of hard. I think, to be honest, this pride has seemed super disjointed just because we're all coming out of the pandemic and everyone has everything going on. And it just like, for me, a broader fail, not necessarily like culturally wise, is it just feels like it felt like there was a bigger buildup in past years. So like it's Pride Weekend, it's Pride Weekend. And like, I would actually have everything booked out like this and when we're doing this, this when we're doing this. And so it just feels a lot less of that this year, which is kind of is a bummer. I feel that too. It's like a lot more low key. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll figure something out. Whereas yeah. like normally there's like an itinerary, yeah. a detailed itinerary. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to stay there. Then I'm going to wake up here and then we're going to do that. Yeah. Do you remember that lesbian after party we went to <laughs> the, a couple the years failed. ago? Um, where was that? Was that at I don't the, even remember. the Azatlan Theater? Oh, that sounds right. That's right. And it, like the the person from the L Word was DJing. Yeah, we but like not excited. like a major character. Max either. Max from the L yes. Word was DJing. We were like, okay, I guess we'll go to this lesbian party and see Max. And then we left before Max yeah. even went on. Someone with, like the MC of the night was like, I don't know, not quite our vibe. And at one point, she's like, any single people? And all of us oh, yes. actively backed away, except for our one friend Demi, who didn't realize we all actively backed <laughs> she, away. And it was, was just so like, sad. so she got called out. She's like looking around, like, well, what the hell, guys? We just abandoned her just she ran was alone away. it was like it was almost like like this didn't actually happen it felt like a spotlight just came down on demi like hello single person uh yeah that was great well all right this was fun danica this thanks so fun. much yes thanks for having me that's all for today here on citycast denver did you like this new format we tried? This was fun. Well, okay. Well, I, I was asking the listeners. But you can jump in, Danica. That's fine. Try to do our credits here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, leave us a review and let us know if you liked it. If you hated it, that's fine. We don't ever have to do it again. Um, you can also reach out to us on Twitter at CityCast Denver. And uh, we'd also love to hear suggestions for other special places in the city we could do this at. Give us a holler. And we'll be back next week with more news from around the city. All right. I don't have a signature sign-off, so cheers. Oh, cheers. This is (laughs) the music in the bars. Are they hiring you for the weekend? (laughs) DJ Danica.